Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast with yours truly, Flying Smitty. Carson Wood. Uh, back for the second week in a row. Uh, yeah, we're doing this thing regularly now. Yeah, sadly, uh, Race has turned into Sean. Race, yeah, he's uh, ducking and diving. What happened? No, yeah, he's just uh, been busy. He's got to move. Uh, that he, that's why he couldn't come last week, which he was, uh, was what we originally planning. He's gotten really busy. He's got kids and wife is, and moving and all that. Is stuff. he moving to the UK? He is not. Um, is he moving with the money he made from his fight in Menace and Square Garden? He wants to move to Thailand, actually. Not to fight, but just, just cause it's, it's in an there. expensive place. Yeah. yeah. People mean, like it. If I could work remotely, there's, there's actually a remote job opportunity in Singapore. And I didn't apply because I'd have to talk my wife through it just in case. Um, <laughs> and she would say absolutely not. And I think that she would be worried about our dogs. Our job, you can work remotely, so it's oh. fine. You would be working weird hours, all right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Cause Maybe I should get a job at CHG and just move to Europe. You can do that. Is it cheaper to live there? Absolutely not. Then it'd be hard. Well, what it would be is most people that work in Europe have to move out there first, get a job, or... As soon as they're established, most places in Europe speak English. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to get a job in Europe from the United States. But once you're out there, it's much easier. Do it. Come work with me and race. And race for like the next two weeks. Uh, what do you mean the next two weeks? He's we all work there. We work there. We're we're workers. I forget. I already forgot he'd be working from home. He'd be working remotely. I said next two weeks because I imagined him moving to Thailand. No, not yet. No, I'm really bad. That's a I'm really, out. really bad. <laughs> <laughs> really no, he will. He, he said he would come though. He said he, he definitely wants to come on, uh, and he apologized uh, just to the, the the end. He was very sorry, but he is forgiven. We're right, gonna, we, we owe him apologies. The last two times he's been on the cast, he's hard, hardly audible. It would be our job to turn him up a little bit so we we could at least hear him. Yeah, that might be my equipment. We gotta do better, just sound checking it. Well, Maybe fine. I think partly is we we need to actually get everybody's headphones on because when you talk in a room, it sounds like you're fine, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're recording in the right. audio the exact same. So we're sorry to everybody, <coughs> but it's gonna be a good time, especially um, races races family who's not properly representing. <laughs> we did now it we, intentionally because we didn't want you guys to like him more, so we turned him down so you could hardly hear him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Trying to turn you away from race. No, but he, he'll be on, and uh, we'll talk about the bare knuckle stuff because I'm super. I'm actually really interested in that. Um, how it goes about, how the fights are, how it's sanctioned, mm-hmm. yeah. how like when you call the fight there, if it's the same way, how often people break wrists. <laughs> uh, like I'm interested in all that stuff, so we'll we'll talk to him about it. But getting moving forward with uh, what's going on this week. Yeah, no. So this is going to be random, and I don't know if you've heard this, but. Utah's own Ranzi Ninjam just signed on for the Pro Fight League, PFL, nice. for the, the million-dollar uh, tournament. Who's he going up against? He have a pretty good shot? I don't know if they have announced the actual uh, – because they're still signing people on, I don't think they have the bracket filled out yet. If you remember correctly, Jordan had a contract for this, but he was like, I don't know if I can do it with my brain. Got to get it figured out first. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, so he had it, and he was like, it's – Really interesting because at the end of the contract it says you know here's your baseline and you could potentially win a million dollars for for winning the you know the tournament and so Ramsey uh, from Utah here he lost to Tony Ferguson on the Ultimate Fighter. That's what I knew. Tony Ferguson was a bad bad man. Actually, it was his next fight. I think is when he broke the guy's jaw with the weird uppercut. I saw the boxer that that kind of popularized that. I, can't, I wish I could remember his name because he had these weird uppercuts. And I watched that a few, like the weird, like inside, like the 
yeah, it's it's almost like a hook uppercut. Somebody's going to roast me for not giving it the proper name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, we probably talked about this before, but one of the, the MMA uh, journalists was like, you know, point out the point out the news of somebody, you know, or spell someone's name wrong and you're perfectly fine. Say that someone's record wrong and you get roasted. Like it was something weird where it was like, here's this really big deal that no one cares about. And then here's this really small deal that everyone will just like crucify you for. Um, It's like, yeah, that's, that's the community. That's the sports community in general. I think you want to hear me about me getting crucified on Reddit. So tell us about Reddit. Tell us what the lead up was. Tell us what the, what the thread is so people can go read it themselves. So the thread was the rallying cry for a UFC Adam weight division. Um, and so people that uh, listen to this cast will know I'm not a big fan of adding division on, on division on division on division. Um, so my idea is cutting pretty much all the women's divisions except for 135, which I'll get into how I was kind of wrong about that. I had some discussions with some actually level-headed people on there, <laughs> and I was a big fan of those people. But So uh, I said cut everything but 135, cut flyweight and bantamweight, and then add 165, 175, 195, and do away with 170 as welterweight. Um, and so some of the people just said, why? And it's like, well, nobody cares. Like, DJ's the best fighter, and, we, like, there's no draw. Meanwhile, we have some of the biggest names missing weight, or some of the biggest divisions anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, their people are missing weight all the time. By, I'm not what, saying by two to three pounds. Sometimes even more than that. Like, it, but... And I'm not saying it's going to be an end-all, be-all. It's going to solve all the issues, but I think it would help a lot. Um, generally, I guess, I don't know, because I feel like I ramble on about it, but I'll go more into this, but I just want to kind of get your opinion on adding weight classes, how you feel about it, what, how you think it should be done. If we talk about it, so the Adam weight class is for men or for women? Women. So that's okay. like Michelle Watterson's actual weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I know people have talked, I mean, I know that there's a lot of like, there's people outside of the U.S. that can easily make lower than than 125 that are that are male just based on body types and mm-hmm. things like that. So I had to make sure that I clarified that first. Okay. So secondly, I am not for the atom weight at all. I feel like right now, um, I feel like the women's divisions right now just need time to grow. I mean, just like. 205 used to be the best division in the males division for a long period of time. And now it's one of the most shallow because people are either going up or going down because 205, because 205 is such a, it's not a difficult weight to make. Like right now I'm at 220 and I shouldn't be, I'd be fighting heavyweight at 6'2". Like that, that shouldn't happen. If Um, I were to be in fighting shape, I'd be fighting at 170. I was actually, I didn't want to get too into this, but I kind of feel like the 135 women's division right before they started adding all these weight classes and trying to cater to cyborg, it felt like 205 in its heyday. Like you had everybody that was kind of specialized in this one thing. Even if they were striking, they had different strikers and it was super interesting. And then they made 125, they lost Shevchenko. They make 130 or 145 um, and they have three Bantamweight. And I know most of them came from Invicta, but it's like they're blowing up 135 and they didn't need to. And it was one of the most, in my opinion, interesting divisions in the UFC. So my only my only understanding of this is talking to Crystal Jordan's girlfriend, who mm-hmm. also used to to train and fight. She trains over yeah. at. Um, she was our boxing instructor. Yeah. She did a lot of boxing stuff. So it is harder for women to cut weight. So where a guy could probably cut ten pounds in a week, no problem. It's going to be a little bit more difficult for a woman to do so, just because of their genetic makeup and right. how how they hold weight, different things like that. So 
I mean, I understand 115, 125, 135, but Michelle Watterson is a good 115. Yeah, she's a good 115 fighter. So having like a animate would be 105 or 110? I think it's 105. 105. I'm going to say 105. So, I mean, having her get down to 105, I don't fully understand. She um, used to fight that. In Invicta, correct? Yeah. But, like, who can you name? And this is us, right? And I'm guessing Reddit probably did a pretty good job of being like, here's six Adam White fighters that should be in the well, UFC. They, they said there's a ton outside of it. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, my they didn't actually have a problem with me cutting the women's divisions. Like, nobody had, like nobody roasted me for that. Yeah. When they got mad is when I said, somebody just put, imagine cutting flyweight for a 195 division. Imagine being that dumb is the actual quote. And I was just like, the 195 division would be awesome. First off, 165 would be amazing yes. if you have Khabib. Um, because 155 and 170 are the, are the most entertaining right mm-hmm. now, and so you would just combine the two. Yeah, and I, I guess the same way that I'm saying Bantamweight's getting ruined, maybe we ruin 155 if that happens, but I would assume people actually making weight instead of having to wait three years for a fight because somebody almost kills themselves for kidney failure. Yep. Um, but I was like, there's... A, you could put Yoel Romero. You could put Leota Machida. You could put Rashad Evans. You could put Uriah Hall. You could put uh, – there's so many, like even uh, Rockhold. That's like mm-hmm. a perfect way for him instead of going all the way up to 205. Yep. There's so many different fighters that could go there. And the, like – Shogun could easily make one, 195. You think? I think – well, maybe not when it's old age now, but yeah, before. I think he could. Maybe his brother. I think – His brother's smaller. Ninja? Is he smaller? Ninja Hua is much bigger. Is he? Yeah. Is he a heavyweight? I think so. Um, when he fought in Pride. I don't know. So I, it was interesting because like, like people literally just calling me dumb, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. I said it on the podcast. Like it's not like. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just feel like the one thing that I did get called out for and looking it over, I was definitely wrong. 115 is actually more dynamic right now than 135 for women's. With Joanna and Rose and, and Carolina and Andrade. There's a lot of fighters. 125. There. They just brought in all the Invicta. So there, but that's the thing. That's now, right? 115. Yeah. One fit, not 125. 125 yeah, yeah, is yeah. not very interesting. Well, because they brought in all the Invicta fighters and they had the tough series. But the thing is, is we realize that Amanda Nunes could potentially drop down to 125. I mean, it might be a little bit harder. She's talking about going up to 145. But like, I feel like 125 is the 165 of the men's division. Where people can go up if they need to, or people can come down if they need to, because there's a lot of one twenty or one twenty five ers fighting at one thirty five, which is much harder because now you're fighting cyborg. Mm-hmm. So if you're a one twenty five er fighting a, a natural one forty five er, that's that's a big weight discrepancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't so we didn't necessarily allow that in the men's divisions for very long, but Adam weight. Just adding more divisions doesn't help the UFC. Yeah, and so one of the things that I was just thinking about while I was listening to you was, it's much easier for someone to add a division than it is to remove a division. Yeah, once that's what I realized because people, I was like, show me what's interesting. Oh, because I actually said the, the guy that called me dumb. Uh, I explained and he, I go, okay, so because he was saying that one ninety five stupid because Yoel's only got two more fights, Rashad's on his way out. Blah, 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 blah. So I was like, fine. Take away 195. Everything that I said still the same. Cut every division. Make a 165, a 175, a 185. Are you happy? And he goes, no. Flyweight's awesome. And I said, no. DJ's awesome. Right. That division's ass. Because it is. It com- Like, as far as, like, star power drawing and 
anybody actually competing for a title because nobody has. I mean, and the thing was is you had Smolka and you had Tim Elliott and you had uh, Justin Scoggins and you had some of the guys coming up and then they just cannibalized each other and then they all lost to DJ. Ray Borg. Like, there was a time when Flyweight was looking like they were actually, you know, shaking up a little bit. And I'm not, like, this isn't saying there's not good fighters. Like, I think, I think you could make almost any division and there would be good fighters in it. Like, it's not saying that. It's saying we're already diluting everything so much anyways. Like, people just don't pay attention to those. And I don't know. We're getting main events that nobody cares about. Yeah. And we're, like, I don't know. For me, I would say lower the, the amount of pay-per-views, lower the amount of class. I don't like doing away with the women's divisions. I think they've been fun. I was 100% wrong about that, too. I didn't want to see women fight, but I think it's – I've. I've been really into the bantamweight division over the last two years. So, I think and now part of, straw weight. I think part of our our bias against watching women fight is there was always women on the the, the Utah regional cards, and they were always atrocious. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, why would we want any of these girls to go on the main stage? And then we realized that there was a whole level of competition that was way better than anything we were watching on a regional card. I never really remembered that I I, as far as quality. Mine was more, and maybe this is sexist, probably is, I don't care. Um, I just didn't like watching women fight. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like it. But no, I, I love Holly Holm, and I, I love, love, love watching Holly Holm. Um, any fight, the card that she's on, I'll watch it. It's interesting you say that because Chelsea's mom loves watching women fight. Mm-hmm. She, she probably couldn't care less about the dudes. And then when the women fight, like she didn't necessarily like the UFC, and mm-hmm. then she started living here for a little bit. And when she was here, and I would watch the UFC. It was a Holly Home fight that she watched. Mm-hmm. She watched uh, not Home versus uh, Nunez versus Cyborg. No, sorry, Nunez versus Home. She was mm-hmm. supposed to be here, and she wanted really wanted to see it. Um, we watched a whole Invicta card, and she couldn't have cared less about really MMA. But the fact that it was an entire card of women fighting each other, like she really enjoyed it. And she was a, I think she was an aerobics instructor or something like that. So she's always been somewhat athletic, and mm-hmm. I think in her mind, she's always she's always been like a strong. Um, mental and physical woman like women can do that and men can do it women can do it too like like that not crazy like Ronda Rousey fight people but she's always I mean a single mom you know she's always been like yeah women can do it women can do it themselves and so she whatever it was about it man she absolutely loves female fights mm-hmm. and I I mean, it has to be the right female fight. Like the one that we saw here on the the Salt Lake card wasn't good, but there's awful, there's gross. men's cards that I, or men's fights that I don't like either. So, it, but I've come to a place where I really do enjoy it. And I'm not saying do away with women's. I'm not even saying that we can't expand out later. I'm just saying right now there should be a hell of a lot fewer divisions, in my opinion. People hate change, and that's really what it comes down to. But you it, hit the nail right on the head when you said you can have as many as you yeah. want, taking them because the, the actual backlash from this article. Uh, rallying cry for Adam White. Everybody's saying, please no. The problem they had was me saying, cut divisions that already existed. You were 100% right. They, yeah. will, they do not want that. People hate change. I mean, the UFC can add a division and everyone's like, we didn't really need that division, but okay, more fights. Like, more potential for fighters. But as soon as you were to say, we're going to cut a division, that's when every the rallying cry would just change. I mean, especially right now when, when DJ feels like the UFC's against him, if you, they were to cut his division, they'd they, there would be a huge outcry. And the weird part is, is I feel like the UFC does it as a business ta- tactic. Tachi fight starts to get interesting fights with, uh, or Tachi Palace. They've got Uncle Creepy. They've got Benavidez. They've got, well, Benavidez was a little small, but they've got um, 
Borg and, and Scoggins, I believe, came from there. Like there was a, a whole bunch of 135ers and 125ers that were in Tachi Palace. And Tachi Palace started to get to the point where people knew what it was because of Uncle Creepy and some of the other fighters that were doing well. And I think the UFC was like, we got to capitalize on this. And so instead of just purchasing them, they just buy out the contracts of their fighters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they they, they no longer exist. And you, you still have LFA and stuff like that with um, – <clears throat> With the fighters that come from Black House and different things like that that are able to, to showcase themselves. And you still have regional circuits, etc. But the UFC, just like Strikeforce, um, just like a lot of the guys with Bellator that are doing well, as soon as they're at the end of the contract, they immediately pull them over. Any, anyone that feels like they're low-hanging fruit or they're not doing well, they, they shoot them over to Bellator. And so it's – I mean, I, I like that, that dynamic, but the UFC is always in its – they're always going to look out for themselves first. Mm-hmm. And the more divisions that they can have, the more fighters they can have under their banner, and the more they can tr- control the entire outcome of you know the MMA community. Yeah. And so, honestly, the more... I want less of it. I, I would like... I would like to see the division split up a little bit. I think they're antiquated. I mean, it's just like when, you know, there was only heavyweight and there was only um, light heavyweight... Or even, I think it was just middleweight and light heavyweight, something like that. And then they started to add more divisions in. And that's just because they had someone to, to be the face of the division. When, you know, Tito and Chuck and Vandalay could all go from 185 to 205 to, you know, 220 or whatever it was. It made more sense. Instead of having gigantic guys just continue to fight each other with huge weight discrepancies, I'm sure that some of those guys were like, I would really like to fight guys my own size. Mm-hmm. And they, they threw in a couple. And I... I mean, 155 used to be in the WEC. Like, that's crazy to me. 145, what, five years ago? No, not even that. Almost 10 years ago now. And they they absorbed all of that because the WEC started to be really, really good. And people mm-hmm. were starting to watch the WEC. Jose, Uriah. Um, Jens Pulver, when he Donald lost Cruz. like five in a row. Brian Stan came over from the WEC. Donald Cerrone ben came. Anderson. Anthony Pettis. Yeah. Chel Sonnen. Carlos Condit, like all of those dudes were WEC guys. They were? Yep. I don't know. I Not going too much more into this, but I just thought it was interesting. I was like, I could have said no just to adding it, but the cutting of men's divisions, it was... <laughs> but give me DJ versus TJ and I'll shut up. I don't care. Um, at 125. But they're saying that's not going to happen. I know. So, so, you know what? Cut the damn divisions then. How about that? Several fight announcements I just want to get your opinion on. Um... Let's just start at the bottom here of the MMA news Reddit. Uh, Vulcan Odesmir versus Shogun. In yeah, UFC I love Chile. that fight. I think that's awesome. I think I think Shogun hopefully can stay out of the way of Odesmir's right, and I don't think he wins that fight. But I think he has the UFC or sorry, the UFC training, the MMA training, and an MMA mindset to come in with a game plan and stick to it. I think it's another first round knockout. For Odesmir? Vulcan's just too strong. He's... Volkov. Volkov. This is Vulcan. Vulcan. Because Volkov just beat Verdum. I can never get those two's (laughs) names right. Right? Volkov just beat Verdum. That's why I just call him Odesmir. Odesmir it is. (laughs) Uh, Which is weird that it's easier than... A, like, five-syllable name is easier than a a two-syllable name. Um, Yeah. uh, I like that fight. Why would that not be headlining UFC Chile? Why would... So Usman versus Ponzinibbio. Um, I like that fight too. Yeah, so I, do. I want Ponzinibbio to win really bad. But I don't understand why 
Volkan versus Shogun wouldn't headline over Usman versus Ponzinibbio. Maybe because Ponzinibbio is from Argentina and they just yeah. hope that Chileans will get behind the Argentinian well, guy. slash Brazilian. The Argentinian are, slash Brazilian. Yeah, but they obviously don't understand how South America works, where most other countries in South America hate every I don't other know, man. He walks out America. with an Argentinian flag and a Brazilian flag. I live next door to a Brazilian. He's been on the cast. Doesn't care. So I don't know. But Chileans, Chileans have the entire coast of South America, and they've had to basically keep it through infighting. Yeah, but you know how much Argentinians and Brazilians hate each other. But I, just, I don't know. I think it's I fine. didn't know how much they. I didn't know that. what. I just know everyone hates Argentinians because they're so prideful and arrogant. So are Brazilians. Yeah. Well, I mean, Brazil's like gigantic Brazilians. country. So are so are Mexicans from from. Mexico City. No, the reasons I only support Americans from here on out is because Brazilians and Irish are so nationalistic. <laughs> Go straight to hell. Um, I like that fight, though. I like Usman and Ponsonibio. Ponsonibio's been really, really, really good. He, he beat Mike Perry. I think he's... I gotta look at his record. He's... he's Ever since the Court he, McGee fight, yeah, he's he rattled off like five, right? Yep. Um, I'm going to pull this up right now. So the next one, while I pull this up, we've got uh, Edgar versus Swanson 2. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's a it's a co-headline. I'm not going to complain about get Frank. Frank, he wants to get back in the game as quick as possible. So, I mean, I think he's kind of earned that to kind of – they're catering to him here. I think they're also catering to Swanson because he his contract was over. They removed him out of the rankings. Like, I bet you he was like, oh, well, if you don't if you don't give me a top – Two to three fight. I'm out of here. They should they should protect Swanson a little bit. It's a good opportunity because Frankie's coming off a loss. Swanson's a good contender. Like it's it's a good oh opportunity. Ponzinibbio. Here you go. Andre Stahl, who I don't know. So he lost to Lorenz Larkin. Uh-huh. This is in 2015, uh-huh. and then he did. It's six in a row now. So Stahl, McGee, Zach Cummings, Norden Talib, the uh-huh. the French kickboxer who I'm impressed with, Gunnar Nelson. And then Mike Perry. And Gunnar Nelson's a much bigger win. He knocked him out in the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that 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 by far... I mean, I think Nelson and Talib are, are bigger wins than Perry. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, he definitely... I mean, I don't even think Usman is really a big enough... I mean, he's a big enough jump in competition because Usman's undefeated. But Usman is going to try and keep him on his back, which is lame. I think that's... I think... Usman wanted that fight as as a kind of redemption for the Perry thing because they're boys. Usman and Perry are? Yeah. Well, that. unless I'm, I'm mistaking Usman, but I thought they put out a whole bunch of Instagrams together. They might have. Oh, and did you hear about Nick Perry breaking up with his longtime girlfriend? Just Mike the, Perry. All right, what did I say? Mike Perry. Nick Perry. Who's Nick, Nick Perry? I have no idea. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Uh, Tyler Perry broke it? up with his girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they made no. a movie about it. Mike... <laughs> Medea tries to save a relationship. <laughs> no, isn't that Mike? Isn't Perry. that every Medea movie? I don't know. I've never no seen any. <laughs> um, Anytime you can laugh, cry, and pray in a movie, that, that's, that's a good movie. What's that from? That's from Tom Hanks being on Black Jeopardy on Saturday Night Live. Oh, dude, right, that's he's such a, an amazing he, bit. He, he's the he's the uh, the the MAGA guy. Yeah, that thing's amazing. That's one of the best skits they've done in a Anytime long time. Anytime you can laugh, cry. Yeah. <laughs> Pray it all. a good song. A, an hour and a half. Um, especially in how we are politically right now. 
that's one of the best bits that's been done by Saturday Night Live in a long time. I sent that to my father-in-law in Montana. If you guys haven't watched it, go watch uh, Black Jeopardy with Tom Hanks on Saturday Night Live. My, so my, my father-in-law from Montana, I sent it to him, and he was like, that's that's funny shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's originally from Mississippi, too, so he thought it was, he, he thought it was pretty good. Um, but Mike Perry and his girlfriend broke up. Just, just the, the heart-throbbing cup, couple of the... Eye. Yeah, he just... Damn it, Mike. We all believed in you guys. She was a sweetheart. He had a wandering eye. Um, Edgar versus Swanson, too. So I, I think it was to appease both of them. Edgar wanted to come back. I think he dominated Swanson enough in the first one mm-hmm. that I think it helps him get back mentally into it. Um, He's just, man, he's just such a badass, and everybody loves him. He, and if everybody loves you in the UFC, like across the board, you must be a really good dude. Well, he's just a fighter's fighter. He'll go out there and fight. You know, it's like, yep. He that was a big thing. Like Max kind of giving him the endorsement, um, and then Connor kind of interjecting weirdly was yeah. was weird. But I wish I could be the one they they gave it to you or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like if if the guy that you were supposed to fight is coming out saying you didn't have to take that, and giving you big ups, like. I don't know. I, Frankie's been my my favorite fighter ever since Jose fell off for me. But and I've always I still think that the best trilogy in in combat sports history. People probably say like Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali, which is fine. But for me, it's Frankie Edgar versus uh, versus Gray Maynard. So yeah. I'm looking at this. Have all been tested. So. This is saying, so Miracle Crowcrop is, is fighting Roy Nelson in London. Yeah. Um, he's still technically under USADA. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently he's agreed to be drug tested. Good on Roy Nelson for being like, who cares? I'm going to fight him anyway. Um, it says, Nelson, Musasi, Davis, Rickles have all been have all been tested. Crowcrop agreed to be tested, but it said four, four people pass. And I was trying to read this article quickly because I hadn't seen this until right now. Of how people can pass on drug tests, but it doesn't. It doesn't say. No, I'll just pass on this one. I'll yeah, no, yeah, one. yeah, cool. Like, catch me in six months when the, the steroids are out of my system. Yeah, no, it doesn't say anything. All been tested out of competition, and the screenings have come back clean. It doesn't say. I don't know how you can have that title. So the title legitimately is Mirko Krokop to be drug tested before Bellator. Four others. Oh, pass test. I read that incorrectly. That's my fault. That's poor English on my side. Telling your I mom. thought they were saying pass on test, not they passed their test. Telling your mom. Yeah. I'm going to be none too pleased. Sorry, mom. Dillashaw not happening. Krokop fighting. Where else are we? No. Oh, Darren Till versus Steph- uh, Stephen Thompson in Liverpool. Hell yeah. That's exciting. That needs to be for an interim title. Everybody gets one now. One through five gets interims. So I would I would say that Darren Till is going to get crushed in this. And That's then I look at Gunnar Nelson versus, versus Ponzinibbio, and that was a karate versus striker, and Nelson got knocked out in the first round. So that makes me wonder if if Till can get in fast enough and, and clip him. But Steven um, Thompson's one of the fastest fighters. Um, so I've actually uh, – I mean – I've sworn off Stephen Thompson. I'll be cheering against yeah, him. Cause you're, you're yeah, because your soccer buddy. No, no, no but not, he's American. Not my, not my soccer. Yeah, well, it's conflicting, but now I have to. No. Yeah. Unless yeah. you can prove you got some tie to the UK other than your orange facial hair. Well, that's all I need. <laughs> that's all I need. Um, no. 
I love this fight regardless of the outcome. I don't. I really. I honestly don't care. I actually really, really like Darren Till. Kind of hearing his sit down with. I think it was ESPN, and he was talking about how he got stabbed. Um, I haven't seen any of that. Yeah, he was stabbed in the UK, and that's why his his coach was like, "You got to go to Brazil." And so they got him. He was a Muay Thai coach for. Um, uh, oh my gosh, Marcelo, I think. And so he goes out there, and he's 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 learning ground game from them, and he's teaching them Muay Thai. And he gets a kid there. I don't know if it's girlfriend or wife at this point. Been living there for four years, working on Portuguese day and night. Like, he speaks pretty good Portuguese. Yeah. he And he's just funny, too, because he was talking about how getting famous was really weird for him because people would eye him, and he thought that they wanted to fight. And they're like, no, I just want a selfie with you. And he still doesn't know to this day if they want to fight. Or <laughs> he sees someone looking at him across the room. Yeah, and he's like, are we going to scrap? <laughs> like, of his Liverpool accent. You're, nice. You're, he's a funny guy. You, you know that... That's probably why you got stabbed. If you think everybody around you is going to fight you. And I just like that, like, he just said he wants to fight people. Like, he's not so worried about titles right now and everything. He's just going to fight people. And he called out Stephen Thompson, which is a huge jump in competition for everybody. Yeah. But it's, I mean, good for him. Like, he believes in himself. It has... It has an air of Chelsea Sonnen to it, Conor McGregor kind of thing, and I think he might be coming into his own. I think he might get this win. You know who he reminds me of? Mm-hmm. Forrest Griffin. Where he's just kind of goofy in himself. He doesn't, like, talk major shit, but, like, everything that he says is, like, off-color and kind of funny, where, mm-hmm. like, no matter what it is, and he's just a really likable person. Um, and then, like, going way back when I read the Forrest Griffin books a long time ago, he used to talk about going to bars and him and some other dude would be eyeing each other just like that and they would just go fight in the bathroom or something he'd be like you, can, you want to just go fight and apparently they would throw down in a bathroom mm-hmm. and then come back out and just drink together because they had just got you want to go fight about it yeah just figure it out real quick <laughs> yeah. and come back out here and have a drink yeah. um and darren till reminds me of that kind of guy but he's he like, seems cool. a little bit more intense but i still like him he's well, kind of he get stabbed um i think he was just in a concert though and it would if it was really close to a nerve, he would have bled out if it would have hit it. But um, he made an artery. He said nerve. Yeah, no, that's not how. It he works. said that his doctor said a nerve. I don't know how it works. You were took medical school. I am just relaying I took what medical he said. Classes from you what, took medical school, all of them. I could be wrong, but you only bleed if if they cut a nerve and not an artery. I don't understand why you would bleed out unless your body had no feeling to it and just continued to bleed and bleed and bleed without shutting itself off. I have no idea. He said. Nerve. I think he probably misspoke. That's fine, and I and I don't know the difference, so it's I, yeah. But um, I really like this fight. What's your overall opinion? As far as do you like it? I know you think that Stephen Thompson's going to crush him. I, I really, really like it because it shows where Darren Till is. If he wins, he gets a title shot. There's no way you don't get a title shot. Um, I like the Jorge Masvidal fight a little bit better just because their fighting styles would have been really, really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Masvidal... It's a perfect fight, though, for in my opinion, for Wonder Boy. Like, yeah, I mean, as far as styles go, because, I mean, who else are you going to put him against? Well, Thompson's already beat everyone in that division. Mm-hmm. And well, so, other than Woodley, who's lost to twice. And I don't think Till's going to be nervous of the distance. He's a pretty tenured Muay Thai fighter. Yeah. So. It's very, very different, though. Muay Thai and karate are. But he's seen stuff like that yeah. before. It's not like it's going to be completely foreign to him. It's not like he's. Um, and it's very. How Stephen Thompson does it, obviously different than probably anybody he's faced. Yeah. But. Um, Keeping it in that division, and I, I thought you would you would know you would have known about this, and I think it's interesting. So they announced RDA versus Covington, which is so weird to me. 
I really like the fight. I saw someone talking. I saw there was an article with Woodley, an interview with him, and it said him talking about his next fight or something like that. And then I didn't watch it because I just figured it was him saying he wanted to fight GSP. I don't get it because so it's it's Covington versus RDA. I like that fight as long as like Woodley's out for the torn rotator cuff, but he should be back. He said in I think in July. Um, but they're going to make it for an interim title. I hate Covington. I, I hate Covington. Yeah. I hate RDA, too. Yeah. I really dislike both and of I hate, these guys. And I hate interim titles. Yeah, man. This is just I just this is just putting a, a, a massive piece of doo-doo in a box and calling it a gift. A gif. I, I would like to see. I think you mean a GIF. Um, I would like to see both of these knock each other. Both of these guys knock each other just out. Just a double KO. Um, so people were putting this online. Woodley defended four times last year, more than any other fighter. Twice against Thompson. Who else did he fight? I have to go back and look because they were put it online. But um, he didn't fight Robbie Lawler again. Who in the world did he fight four times? He fought four times last year. Um, Why does it feel like he didn't fight at all, ever? Because the UFC's not pushing him because they're out to get him. I thought, uh, yeah, because they like black Brazilian fighters, but not black American fighters. Somebody lied to me. So it was four times in a year, not last year. So that's that was a little misrepresentation. I was going to say, because since he beat Lawler, he's only fought Thompson twice, and that's it. Yeah. And so he did fight Damian Maya as well. Oh, I forgot that he fought Maya. Yeah. So and he's been out for a year. He's a torn rotator cuff, but he'll be back. He he won't even be he won't even have been gone for a year. Think of how long it took him to strip Connor. Like he's a very very active fighter. He always is down to fight as long as he's healthy. He does complain a lot, and I hate it, but whatever. Compared to RDA and freaking Kobe Covington, I would take Woodley as a champ all day long. Yeah, he seems like a company man compared to yeah. those. Well, Covington's not really not a company man. He's just the whole... I was so... I thought we had like a new Chell Sonnen. Like, just talking about Brazil and everything. But then he went full complaining and like, just... And then the whole boomerang. That's, that's where it changed. That's exactly where it changed. And if you didn't bring that up, that's what I was going to say. As soon as he talked shit on Verdum, Verdum threw his boomerang and he he threatened to press charges. And I and did, as far as I understand. And I don't know where that ended up. But you, you're, an, you're an idiot. My thing, mine was like a week after the fight, the the Brazil fight. Because he started talking about how he was picked on and everything. Yeah. It was like, no, you should have just said they're animals. They threw things on me and then just cut it. Yep. Cut a promo and go, and then you can set up the RDA fight. Brazilians hate you. Yeah. You have a chance to go beat a Brazilian. Just let it be what it is. And actually, RDA was the same thing. I don't love Connor, but him and Jose coming out showed their true colors yep. right after the loss. It's like, bro, you didn't show up. You It should have been your fight. Yep. So both of them, I, I think Woodley beats both of them pretty easily, yeah. honestly. Because I think his striking is, I don't know if his striking is better than RDA's. But his wrestling, he's going to out-wrestle both of them. And he doesn't have to worry about RDA's jiu-jitsu because he already beat Maya. I mean, obviously, RDA is a much better striker than Maya. I'm much more interested in Colby Covington versus Woodley. Um, but I think Woodley's thighs just <laughs> crush Covington. I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather see him fight Mosby Dahl. I'd rather see him fight Thompson for a third time. 
If no, they, if they stop. if if they stop. actually fought, stop. I'd rather see him fight Till. I'd rather I'd rather see him fight Mike Perry for God's sake than freaking either of these two. I don't. I just I I mean I don't care who he fights. Cause I think he beats both of them. I couldn't care less. Yeah. The fact that this is for an interim belt is the most infuriating thing in a, in the world. Didn't didn't Covington say something about interim belts? I bet you if we looked through his Twitter long enough, we could find him complaining about interim about interim belts. Either that or saying that give him an interim belt. One or the other. It's stupid, man. It's so it's so stupid. I'm just I'm over him. I'm over. You're him. over him. I'm over him. <laughs> um, moving on from that, I don't I don't like it. I like those two fighting. I don't like them fighting for an interim title. Yeah. I like Every, them fighting, it, headlining a Brazil card or whatever. And if Reddit's a tuning fork, maybe we're kind of off base, but if Reddit's a tuning fork for uh, like the MMA community, community at all, that's pretty much the exact same sentiment that was on there. And I was going to post something on Reddit too, but it was pretty much everything that I would have said about that was the exact same that everybody else was saying. Love this fight. Why the hell do we need yeah. an interim title for it? Makes no sense. Because you got to put belts on a, belts on the line or no one cares. That's what, I'm, that's what I was saying for the Darren Till versus uh, Thompson fight. Yeah. Give them an interim as well, and we'll just have one through five belts, and then we'll add a whole bunch of divisions. Pretty soon we'll have over 100 belts You already on have an interim, though, in that, in that division. I know. That's what I'm saying. Just one get, through five gets interim. You just get two interims? Because didn't Yoel just wait? No, five interims. One through five. So 185 is Yoel. Yep. He's an interim. 170 is now Colby Covington and RDA for the interim? Above mm-hmm. Till and Thompson? Yes. No, see, I don't... Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just give Darren Till and Stephen Thompson yeah. one, too, at this and point. And get the, uni- the unified interim <laughs> champion. <laughs> they're gonna uni- that's where it's coming to. They're going to unify their interim belt. That's the bullshit that they're doing, yeah. man. If that's what it's coming to. That's what, that's what we're going to have just so they can have some stupid gold on a poster. Goodness. Um, another one, Brian Barbarena versus uh, Jake Ellenberger. Cool. I don't know. Uh, it's good to see Jake Allenberger back. Barbarain is an interesting dude. Didn't, They're going to have his, to strike. Wasn't his last fight against Perry when he got just yeah, that disgusting elbow. elbow? It looked like he'd, he'd, he'd been killed. That's uh, kind of what put Mike Perry over. Antonina, sister of Valentina, Antonina Shevchenko has signed a fight for Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender mm-hmm. Series. That's exciting. What, what, what weight class? That's super interesting. I don't know. Um... Because if it can be 125. They right? remind me of Chelsea and her sister Taylor because her sister Taylor is half Mexican. So Chelsea's blonde hair, blue eyed, and then her sister looks completely different. And and uh, it's the same with the Shevchenkos. Like if you saw them, you wouldn't think that they were sisters. Well, because they're Chilean, right? Uh, she's not. She's like straight Ukrainian. And then when they moved to Peru, I think they're her... Peruvian, not Chilean. You're yeah, right. Peruvian. And I think her dad. I think her dad may have remarried in... Are you finding pictures? I'm just going to the Wikipedia page. Shevchenko. Yeah. I mean, she could still be Ukrainian. But she... Uh, Is she Ukrainian? Yeah, that's she Ukrainian. Peruvian. Peruvian. No, they're not, they're not Ukraine. Well, it's part of Ukraine. It's like Kryzakistan or something like that. Kryzakistan. 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 So I think her sister is partly Peruvian, and I, th- I think Shevchenko is 100% Kryzakistani. She's crazy. There you go. She's crazy. I love her. She's yeah. crazy. This is both of them together. Yeah, they're the same person. Yeah. 
Shevchenko sisters. Is she supposed to be pretty? Is Antonina supposed to be pretty good? Uh, I think she's been training Muay Thai longer than Shevchenko has, but Shevchenko and she's uh, so it looks like Shevchenko won gold and her she's sister a, won. She's a bantamweight, so one thirty-five. Yeah. So we're gonna get her versus. Uh, she's a little bit taller than her sister, which is weird because you figure because she's Peruvian she'd be a little bit shorter. That's cool, man. No, I, she's a she's a medal winning uh, Muay Thai fighter. But if we've learned anything about siblings, all usually her, there's one sibling that's way better and one sibling that's not. All that's of her great. photos make her look like a mom from the '90s. You seeing this? <laughs> well, they're Peruvian. It's a bob. They're they're te- they're ten <laughs> they're ten years behind. Oh, you just lost all of our Peruvian listeners, <laughs> you dickhead! All the Peruvian one listener. All right. So, no, I mean, that's exciting. Good for them. But I just think about it like Farouk's brother who lost his fight. I think I look at it like um, the Guida brothers or the, the Shogun brothers or the Emilienko brothers where, like, there's one that's, like, really, really good. And then one gets into it because of his sibling. And then one of them ends up being better than the other one. Uh, Chinzo, uh, Chinzo Machida, who's in Bellator. Like, I, I just feel like there's... One brother that's amazingly good, and the other one's just decent. What'd you find? What'd you find over there? Her just looking like a '90s mom, and then them taking all their pictures together is hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Looking like looking like they're a decade behind. Maybe it's just the camera. Maybe the no, camera, it's the hair. Maybe the camera work is a decade behind. Uh, Patty Pendleton signs a multi-fight deal in Cage Warriors, meaning he's not coming to the UFC. Probably because he lost two in a row when he was undefeated, and then had to get back on track. I liked him. He was supposed to be a big deal. I like people that, lo- that, that lose their hype outside of the UFC because then they can really figure it out and then come back. All right, man. So that's all I've got for, for random news at the moment. Do you want to talk this card, the card coming up this weekend? Let's hold off one more week. We'll do it right before. We can have a big one. I thought it was next Saturday. Nope. Oh, no. It's Wow, we've got two weeks. Yeah. Holy cow. I thought it was this Saturday. That makes me sad. Two weeks without the UFC. I'm missing Victor last night. <laughs> it's my puppy's birthday. He's ready for us to go out. Maybe we... Uh, anything else you want to talk or should we cut it early? Let's cut it early and uh, we'll try to get race on next week. Yeah. We'll have a good long episode breaking down the card and talking to race. All right. Cool, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. We always appreciate it. We will see you next week when we talk... UFC 223. What? Later.